No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. No simple road. Yeah, here we go. I came to feel the Northwest experience. There's a lot of local bands, but then there's a lot of these bigger bands that I don't normally get to catch my eye on. Like, say even Pretty Lights. We just had a goose run out here, but I'm never gonna miss a chance to see goose. Right? And then all these other bands, even tonight, this Pantagram and Big Big Wild, this is stuff I've never even heard of before, so I'm anxious to hear all of it. Me too, man. Yeah. I can't wait. You think the grounds are good? I love it. It's plenty of room for everybody. The grass is lush. This looks like a better lawn than I have at home. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and you could tell that like there's a very um, Oregon, Oregon Country Fair vibe. Yes, absolutely. The Oregon Country Fair vibe. The Grateful Dead vibe, and then the new EDM vibe. It's yeah. all here, so it's beautiful. Yeah, it's 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 really exciting to see everybody come together. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. Jason. Yeah.
I guess you guys asked me to leave a little bit of a review on the Cascade Equinox Festival. And I will say that that was a 10 out of 10 experience. I got to fly out to beautiful Portland, Oregon and hop in a car with the, the wonderful Nassau folks. And we drove three hours through beautiful Oregon down, down to Redmond. And, uh, wow, the fairgrounds when we got there, it was very easy getting in. It was a nice big circular setup. All of the stages were right near each other. Uh, food was all fantastic. The music was all fantastic. Everybody, security was easy getting in and easy getting out. It was family vibes and experiences all around. It was one of those festivals where by the end of the weekend, you kind of felt like you knew half the people or more just by walking around and walking past people during shows and getting down and getting dirty and wearing your dirt wire shirt and seeing everybody smiling and that was one of those festivals where I, this could be a little silly but you felt like the positive vibrations that you were putting out there were being matched by everybody else that is not so yes andrew elevated the experience for everybody there and uh i may be getting a little too woo woo with it but not at all i think that cascade equinox put on for their first year, an excellent festival, an excellent experience, um, really well curated with the vendors, uh, with, again, with the food, and, of course, with the music. Um, if I had the opportunity to go back next year, I will, and and spend more time with the Joseph Burroughs family. Aww. Spend more time with Cascade Equinox, and in beautiful Redmond, Oregon, and I, uh, I really don't have many more positive things to say about it, because I would just be sitting here all day saying positive experience. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Cascade Equinox, the Civil Road family, good times shared by all, good food shared by all, good tunes shared by all, good dirt wire shirt shared by all. <laughs> and I know that we were not the only people to feel that on those festival grounds, uh, given the amenities and the freedom provided to us by the the grounds and, and, and the safety team at Cascade Equinox. So, hell yeah. There's my three-minute review of Cascade Equinox, and I love you folks, and go birds and bogers and <laughs> go Phils, and I love Philadelphia, and I love Oregon, and I love a lot of this country, and going to see all of the silly jam bands everywhere, Aww. and not jam bands. <laughs> hell yeah. Yes. That, uh, that's 10 out of 10 right there. Andrew, well done. And, and, uh, and we will definitely have you back. You know that. Yeah, you, you, you're allowed. Hey, now, No Simple Road Family, welcome back to episode two of uh, Cascade, Cascade Equinox Week. Week. Brought to you by Woo-woo. our sponsor, Melt Premium Mushroom Chocolates. Melt. Head over to at Melt Mushrooms on Instagram and check out the array of amazing mushroom chocolate bars and mushroom so capsules. So many flavors. Ten, Ten different, different ones. flavors for your face to enjoy. And if you don't like chocolate, they have the capsules. DM them at Melt Mushrooms, M-E-L-T-M-U-S-H-R-O-O-M-S. Let them know that No Simple Road sent you. You are going to buy one, get one half off. They're going to ship it right to your door. You're going to have mushroom chocolate and you're going to melt away all those issues, things, and the world and your problems and the, it's a it's a thing 
that happens with the mushroom chocolates. It is a thing. It is. It's a beautiful thing. This episode is also brought to you by our friends over at Shop Tour Bus. Shop Tour Bus Shop has Tour been Bus. sponsoring us for almost the inception of No Simple Road. Not quite, but almost. Almost. Almost, almost since the inception of them, too. Shop Tour Bus <laughs> is the online lot's most amazing purveyor of Grateful Dead-inspired t-shirts. They take Grateful Dead song titles and morph them magically mystically into pictures and if you know then you know when you look at that picture you'll be like oh that's scarlet begonia it's like the and greatest kept secret on a shirt that's right and, and, and not just shirts hoodies and hats that's and right stickers and pins and so when you go to shoptourbus.com and you're checking out put in the promo code no simple road all one word when you're checking out and they are going to give you free shipping because they're cool and they're part of the no simple road family and you may get a miracle grateful dead bootleg in your order just saying, that could happen. And this episode, last but not least, is also brought to you by our friends over at Fire on the Mountain. Fire on the, Fire mountain. On the mountain. Congratulations, Fire on the Mountain, for opening a brand new restaurant in Bend, Oregon. Not That's far right. from where Cascade Equinox was. That's right. It is popping off, too. That place is... <laughs> The newest, they were just waiting. The newest uh -huh. thing on the food scene in the Bend area. There's three locations here in Portland, two locations in Denver. They have the best chicken wings, burgers, salads, and more for your belly. And if you're a vegan or a vegetarian, they got you covered because they got options there too. If you're not in one of those places, please take a minute and go to portlandwings.com. Order yourself some of their dope swag. It is not... Um, Swag that you could only wear if you've eaten there. You could wear it and people will still dig it. You'll still dig it. And you can order their sauces there as well. You can also awesome sauce. follow them on Instagram at FOTMPDX, FOTM Denver, FOTM Ben. And FOTM Brewing. That's right. So that's they, they make their own beer. That's that's the whole sponsor thing that we just did. We did the commercials all like in one little skirblam. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, welcome back. To episode number two of Cascade Equinox Festival, where we're going to celebrate the diversity of music that was held at Cascade. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, there was a plethora of there. musical choices mm -hmm. for oh, yes. you to have at Cascade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What'd you say, Mel? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> it was dope. It was such a good lineup, and you know when you come out the gate with. Goose, LPGOB, and Pretty Lights, and those big, huge names. But then you also pepper it in with the big local acts like World's Finest and Eggy. Eggy. The Special. Yeah. I mean, these Small are. Small Million. Yeah. Local, not just necessarily Portland local, but local bands. And so um, this was just such an incredible, diverse, fun, beautiful first festival so you guys that have already listened to the first installment of cascade equinox week know that we had a blast and we loved going and blah 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 and all that stuff i want to ask each of you a question each of about cat you oh, okay. you and Us. apple not darwin because he won't he won't answer and he was no he was he'll be upset he like yeah, you didn't he even take angry. me that's right um if there is one moment that you could pick out from Cascade Equinox as not your favorite, but one of your highlight moments, what would it be? Mel, uh, take it away. I don't know if I, I'm good at going first. Okay, stuff. Apple, take it away. Thank you, Apple, for doing that because I need, I need time. Hi highlight moments, but it doesn't have to 
Okay. Um, doesn't have to be your favorite, but one of them. All right, I'll go first since you two are just sitting there staring at me. Yeah, because you already knew the question. Yeah, you knew the question, so you already have an answer formed. You're giving us a hard time. Think on it; it's in your head. Thank you. That's how it works. Uh, Yeah, yeah. We just learned about it. It's like um, now I'm flashing over like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like Apple. I mean, not Apple. Aaron, let's hear it. Um, what you got on Sunday? At the towards the end of the night, Goose ended. Well, it was raining Sunday. The rain stopped when Goose was playing pretty much 85% of the rain stopped and it was beautiful. And I was having a really difficult time during goose, like getting into the groove and right at the end of goose, maybe two songs before the set end is where Aaron got his groove back. And then Peter was like, and that's it. We're done. We're going to Oakland. And, and you're like, I just and you guys can go see LPGOB or um, Talking Dead. And I was just getting in my groove and then the show ended and I was like, uh-oh. Well, uh-oh. We, <laughs> Mel led the train over to um, to CLP. With my fun new parasol from Fertesy of Festigia. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, we go in and watch LP for a while, and it was magical. She is a force of nature. A happiness train. That's <laughs> yeah, what LP definitely. is. <clears throat> and then uh, we we decide we're going to go, what is this talking dead thing that's happening? And we walked over to the, to the tilt stage, and uh, there's this thing happening. And... <laughs> I can't even explain what was going on in that room. It was the most dopest get down I have had all year. Yeah. I And I've said this several times since to, to friends and stuff. Um, the, I don't know the name of the, the band that was doing talking head stuff, sadly. Nor do I. Yeah. But them and the Garcia birthday band were, doing talking heads and grateful dead an hour each. It was four hours long. And so the talking heads band was first when we went in, they were doing their thing and we were boogieing in there. And then, um, the members of the band one at a time would swap with, with the Garcia birthday band. And pretty soon it was the Garcia birthday band on stage with no changeover and grateful dead music was playing. And it was, the most fun I've had at a festival all year long was that boogie. Boogie. I, I said to Mel when we left, when we were leaving that night, I was like, I feel like I finally got you to a proper dead show. Mm-hmm. And, like, and you finally we, saw what it is. That, that too ended up because that ended up with all our people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody came together because throughout the whole weekend, like people were going to see this and that, and then we'd meet back up. That was like the final meeting and everything. And I'm sorry, just one correction because that, that was the gravity stage. Tilt, oh, oh, tilt, tilt stage where is LP where was. LP was. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But that, that two and a half hours that we were in there, because then it was like three o'clock in the morning. And oh, yeah. We're like, what are we doing? It got late real yeah. quick. Um, <laughs> that moment was the highlight of one of the highlights from the weekend for me that, that like when we go to festivals, they're in recent memory, 
like I'll be excited about it for a while and then the next thing happens and it's yeah. gone and in the annals of Aaron history that is going to stand out as like a one of those core memories from from inside out in the like the big shiny marble thing yes that's going to be inside one of those big shiny marbles that's a really good one to be in that core memory it was a beautiful night and it was you're right it was surrounded by all of our friends and the music couldn't have been any better and just like finished we, we didn't have a show to do or a podcast anymore it was just like pure enjoyment it was really it was a great time okay so that was mine all right i'll go okay. I, I got one now okay um pretty lights coming on turn around and see elizabeth right next to us all oh, of a sudden yeah. <laughs> elizabeth had been talking to us for years from the almost familiar from podcast. almost familiar podcast um and she was also responsible for all the the safety um like groove safe grooves but uh, Consent. Consent. Exactly. Um, so she was actually, you know, kind of working, but also enjoying. And, you know, we had talked about seeing, you know, pretty lights and, you know, them wanting us to be there with them. Wes and, and Elizabeth wanting us to be there with them the first time to see pretty lights and pretty lights comes on it's a few minutes in and elizabeth just walks up and finds us in the midst of all the crap and it was just such a great thing to share a moment that we planned that we wanted to have like we made that happen together you know she sought us out we went to that festival and it was precious because it's like it's that's it's, the festival magic. That's happening. that's the festival magic, and that's no simple road magic. Like it was like oh, yeah. in our backyard, this gorgeous festivals going on. We're seeing this incredible talent in, in pretty lights that we had no idea of, and our friend from like I said, I don't know how many years ago that was now, but maybe 2018 no, or 2019. No, no, no. Yeah, 19. 20. Okay, so that still. <coughs> from years and yeah man just being surrounded by our friends at pretty lights and seeing just how happy and how everybody around us had their own like groove to pretty lights and they were either excited to see him again after a hiatus or excited to see them for the first time and like there was just like a lot of like rushing energy into that you know performance and so that was one of my uh highlights Apple. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead with because I I for, I I not forgot about but almost forgot about because it was our first experience when we stepped on the grounds after we parked, got in, got our passes, we're walking in, and here comes Chris Cooch oh. Oh, yeah. in the golf cart and like pulls up like, hey guys, what's happening? <laughs> Welcome committee. Yeah, like like as soon as I mean we had just walked into the grounds and we knew that they were coming on very soon and he, he's like getting ready to head to stage just want to say i love you and then also then we went over there and that's where we ended up we knew that sean from long strange putt we knew that cam was there and everything but we hadn't seen them yet and we all met over there we watched world's finest do an and awesome performance it. chris with his with his like bandana hanging out of his pocket Chris's dance that performance yeah, was they, amazing. They they tore it up and that was like our that was like the welcome mat kinda. Like we roll up to this first time festival 
you know, our first time going over to Redmond and, and stuff to see any music. And here's one of our favorite local musicians with his band and to see Sean after having him on the show. And then I love that because that I think that's the that turned into Sean coming back to our Airbnb because he had a messed up leg and wanted a jacuzzi. <laughs> and then I got to be the host. Cobbleton. I got to be Cobbleton, the host, taking care of everybody with their jacuzzi and, and bringing, you know, drinks, smoke, whatever. <laughs> but that walking on the ground, seeing Chris and then all of us bonding with the performance of World's Finest was such an awesome welcome to the yes. festival yeah it's it it's tough to pick out one it, it, is. it really oh, yeah. is there's a, a lot um but can i do a second one just a, a point a sure just because this was really special ben and tiffany sending us that picture and saying we're here oh, yeah we didn't when we didn't know wait, if they I'm, were gonna I'm, gonna, show up. I'm gonna set this up so our friends the raverts that own rhythms ground we I was, I was pressuring them the entire time we were there. I was like, you guys have to be here for goose. Come hang out with us. You're it's only three hours away the, the entire time, sending them videos every few hours. I would send them a text to bug them. Come on, come on. And it, it turned out that they weren't coming like in midday on Sunday, they were like, yeah, there's no way we're coming. Yeah, and we, then we had digested that they were yeah, not going to be, there. I, I had let it go. I had stopped the pressure. And then about 20 or 30 minutes before Goose was getting ready to hit the stage, we all get a group text and it's a picture of Ben and Tiff in front of the Ferris wheel on the grounds at Cascade. Because that's what made it so, for me, I'm a relational person. And when we have, even if it's an amazing band, of course I love it, but it's with the people that you're with. It's... That's, well, that's the festival experience yeah, is, is the experience. Yeah. And that's crew. what you were saying about your favorite memory was like all of our crew and Audrey and Jay and, you know, Scott and, you know, Mary, all that, you know, everybody was there. And like Ben and Tiffany sending that text to be part of that crew that I just mentioned, it was just like that cherry on top, the icing yeah, on the cake. Totally. And like I said, uh, in, in the first episode, one of the, really amazing um, thoughts that Cascade had was creating the lineup and, and doing the timing in such a way that you could choose your own adventure with what style of music you were going to experience. And um, it wasn't just jam music. It wasn't just jam music and EDM. It was jam music and EDM and some of the harder stuff and uh, and tr like Trevor Hall, something yeah, and, soft and meditative right. and, and dirt wire, which is like ritualistic and, you know, worldly like. Yeah, it they, was amazing. They covered the gamut. But we were lucky enough to um, catch a few minutes with the special guys uh, before they were getting ready to go eat dinner and, and do their thing. Which way would there were so many highlights because that's one of the ones I that's one of the ones I was going to yeah. go with is getting to see them for the interview and then seeing them later on Sunday night after Goose when they're getting ready to hit the road and just I, I love those guys from the special so much. Yeah, and and for everybody that's wondering about Apple and the sweet dirt wire tie dye T shirt, <laughs> what? Huh? What about it? Nothing. Never mind. Oh, okay. You don't want me to say that you okay. I won't say anything. 
Yeah, don't say anything. All right, all right. Never mind. Anyway, um, everybody knows about everybody knows about my embarrassment of the dirt. Wow. You're never gonna live it down, dude. <laughs> I, I just wanted to um, pick the scab one more time. It's rude. Uh, no, it's not rude. Anyway, uh, so we were lucky enough to sit down with um, Le Special for a few minutes, and uh, we're gonna take you there now. In in just a second, we're gonna do the business really quick, and then. Um, We'll get you to this interview with a special business. Make sure to follow No Simple Road on all the social media platforms at No Simple Road. Go to www.nosimplerode.com. You can get merch there. You can get a tarot reading with the Grateful Dead tarot deck by Mel and I. You, you can, can see what up, we're up to. You can sign That's up right. for our newsletter. You can also call 971-808-1524. That's the No Simple Road tepid line. That was what you heard at the beginning of the thing where Andrew called in and left a review of Cascade Equinox Festival. We'd appreciate it if all of you would call in and leave reviews of everything yeah. all the time. You can do that too. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Click the five stars. Type a few words. You'll make our hearts happy. And then we can all move on with our lives. Go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. That is how you can support us monetarily. If you dig what we're doing right now, guess what? Costs money. So if you feel like you want to kick down a few bucks, that's how you do it. There's a bunch of extra content. You can get ad-free early episodes and a whole bunch of other stuff over there at patreon.com. Most of all, tell somebody you love about the show. That's how we spread the love. How'd I do? Great. That's excellent. All right. Now let's get to that special right. interview. Here we go. Get up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Le special. What? In, in, like in the royal Le special, like all of you. What's up? Yes. Good to see you guys, man. So good to see you. Thanks for having us. So, not to like. Wait, thanks for that show in Portland that you did, by the way. Oh, yeah. uh, was it last year? Yes, that was an excellent was really show. Fun, it yeah. was a good show. Right, we shouted you guys out. You guys yes, shouted us did. out. That wasn't why we thought it was awesome. It was just like a. Well, we did. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> what? Apple? Thank you guys. No, you deserve that, was, that Apple. That show was kick ass. That was fun. Um, not to start off on a sour note. Uh oh. What happened getting here, guys? Tell me the story. Uh oh. The people want to know. Well, basically, our driver was was, um, taking us to the wrong airport. And when you go to New York, you know, there's like three options it's either JFK, LaGuardia, or Newark. And uh, (laughs) yeah, we found out we were on our way to Newark. Oh, Oh, shit. (laughs) So yeah, we, you know, we found out with not quite enough time to make up for it. So we backtracked and. uh, 
it was a whole thing. We were able to change our flights, um, luckily, and so we were able to fly into Portland, and then we drove a friend's Jeep down through the mountains last <laughs> night. So. Been a bit of an wow. adventure. That, that's how we heard about that a mutual friend. It yeah. was it was it was his friend's Jeep that you guys drove. Right. I feel like everyone at this festival knows because anywhere I go, they're like, "Hey, you made it." This is not a secret. <laughs> they, I'll tell you what the um, music scene in Oregon is a very close group of folks so it doesn't surprise me that everybody fucking knows your shit (laughs) (laughs) i love that (laughs) it's a community yeah so bless our fans shout out to our fans for helping us get here yeah true true tell me tell me uh when you get booked for something like this other than the money what's the reason why come well, I think that, you know, when we were even talking about coming back to Portland, or not even just Portland, Portland Bend and um, and Seattle, you know, we've kind of hit those three in Eugene, like hit those areas when we come out here. And we've, we're still relatively new to coming out here, but it's an awesome scene and one that we feel like has really kind of, you know, t- like taken to us. So, you know, when we got the offer for this festival, that this kind of became our Pacific Northwest plan for the fall, which is, you know, it it's awesome because you get exposed to a new crowd and it's a festival scene, but we're excited to come back and play all those other clubs and theaters again. But yeah, I mean, there's something about a festival where you're just, it, the exposure is bigger and everyone here is very stylish. Yeah, I've noticed. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I am severely underdressed <laughs> for today. It is one of the most stylish events I've been to. I felt the same. Lots. I feel a little better after changing shirts today, but yesterday it was like, I am so I underdressed. You look very good, yeah, Thank you, sir. Dapper, sir. I just went and bought this like Gucci looking like tiger hoodie just to try and blend in. <laughs> Nobody's going to say shit to you guys here. <laughs> Everybody knows who you are. Nobody but it's impressive. I, I'm impressed by everyone. And it's a unique, cool clothing, too. I, we just came from a festival. I guess I won't name names in the Northeast where people weren't exactly dressed like this. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, they, for this festival, they seem to have like curated like the best artists, the best vendors, the best food vendors, yeah. like the best talent as far as bands. Like This is a great for a first inaugural festival this is going to turn into something big. So when you guys are coming to something like this and you know, like as opposed to just a regular show in a club, do you approach the way that you craft your set for a festival different? I mean, I, um, you know, yeah, I think so. I think in some ways, you know, in some ways we kind of want to just do our thing and present, you know, the uh, the show that we think is best. Um, and especially right now, we've got a new album coming out. And so we're trying to like showcase some songs off that, you know. But I mean, I guess, I, yeah, you, you do try and take every room and every vibe into account where maybe when we play in like Eugene at the Big Dirty, we're going to do some more crazy kind of like off the wall Primus covers and it's going to go over well. Whereas mm-hmm. a festival like here, we're going to try and focus on original music and playing new stuff and maybe not necessarily catering to a new crowd, but just keeping in mind that there's people that haven't heard us before, which is cool. So you want them to see like the spectrum of who you are and not just something new or something old. Yeah. You want, I can change depending on the set length. You know, if you only have 60 minutes to deliver your, what you're there to do, then that's a little bit different than if you have an hour and 15 minutes or, you know, two hours, you can do a little bit more. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we lean a little more into the dancey stuff at a festival crowd. Yeah. Whereas in, if you see a two hour set in a, you know, at the big dirty or something, we might be doing some weird 
Medeski Martin Wood inspired improv or, you know, they called it foreplay, stretching out more. Yeah. I, I love that shit. That's that's the stuff that I love yeah. the best. Maybe we should open today with some weird improv. Some <laughs> some foreplay. We'll probably open with some weird noise of some, yeah. of some sort. But like tonight we will get to hear. So because you guys dropped the what was the single dropped on the September 8th. Yeah, so uh, the most recent one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll be playing that tonight. We'll what? play both of the two singles. Tonight. Okay. When's the album coming out or does it have uh, a September date? September 29th. Okay. So, we're, so we're soon. Less, we're Very soon. Week. Yeah. About a week out. Oh shit. Yeah. So, a little under a week. Yeah. So this should be coming out like right at the same time as oh, the beautiful. album. Perfect. It's all ha- going according the to plan. Stars have aligned. It's Love like it. there's an equinox. Um, <laughs> so you guys in particular, every album has its own life its own personality what do you want what is what is the personality of this new album that's coming out yeah you have to answer that (laughs) it's Um, It's deep it's heavy it's deep it's uh goes hard yeah Yeah, you feel like this is harder than your other stuff yeah we've always had that characteristic to our stuff but i would say that predominantly this record is is heavier than not for sure yeah i would agree we recorded it with um david sanchez a good buddy of ours who's a front man for a great metal band called Havoc and also a very talented engineer. So uh, with his influence and sort of production oversight, um, it definitely probably is our heaviest record to date. A lot of, you know, metal guitar riffs and that kind of double kick drum and that kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> cool. Is messages heavy too or just the sound? Um, I, I think kind of, yeah, everything. I think the sound definitely. Sonically, it's our biggest, heaviest, darkest one yet. And yeah, I think the message as well, because I think that, you know, there's a lot of music we wrote during quarantine, and um, but it's not like a specific like quarantine project, right? We're really, so lonely. Yeah, no, it's none of that. <laughs> Bro, I feel like people are sick of that. Now. Like, I wrote this, I was really going through some shit in quarantine. Like, yeah, so dude, like you all. and everybody else. Like, um, but That's been said. Exactly, yeah. No, I mean, like, you know, we call it odd time. And it's almost like a double entendre. Like there's some odd time music and we're kind of into that, you know, math rock and that kind of like, um, you know, that kind of music. But also just it's not just, oh, 2020 was weird, but now everything's cool. It's just like, you know, no, now things are fucking weird. Yeah, now shit is just weirder because it happened. And, and things are on cage. Exactly. <laughs> so things are just getting more odder. Do you. How do I ask this? Do you feel like the the music that you're making is a direct reflection of your experience in the world. Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of has to be to some extent. You know, I, I guess it depends it, on if your band is like supposed to, if your band has like a, not necessarily a gimmick, but a, or a shtick, but like, okay, this is our band. We write this kind of music for this band. I think with Le Special, it's something we all grew up playing together and since we were kids and it's always going to be personal to us it never feels like we're putting on a facade or we're going up there and just we've had people like in the past be like oh you guys should wear like uniforms you should wear this and it's just like eh like I think there's something about being you know three unique individuals that compromise a whole but we're all three people and it's a it's a trio and everybody there's not a front man with our band everybody carries their own weight to it you know who in the band would go for the uniform (laughs) anybody yeah. <laughs> and, what, and what would this uniform be? You must have something I just remember already. We grew up seeing Soul Live and they all wore suits and it was just it was cool. To, fuck. It's yeah. so smooth. Like they would have, yeah, they would have like an ironing board backstage every show and <laughs> tour with the suits and it just gives a, you kind of a unified look. But um, I, I think it might be a little weird if we wore suits, maybe on Halloween one year or yeah. something. But <laughs> I think one of the things that, that really like endeared us 
to you guys was that the music was heavy, but the the lyrically it's cerebral. It's not just fucking angry shit. Mm -hmm. It was it's coming from the heart. Yeah. Do you do you think that you've tapped into that again with the new stuff? It's hard to say. Yeah, I guess so. Um, It's it is heavy kind of subject matter because these are odd times that we're in. Um, But we've talked a lot about how there's also there's the dark and the light on this record, sort of the opposites. Like Ray's is maybe more of an optimistic, positive message. It's vague, but it's, um, you know, there's hope in it. So, um, yeah, we'll have to let you decide when you hear it. Well, what's the... Go ahead, Mel. Well, I was just going to ask, like, there, there's got to be some kind of catharsis about it when you play, especially your new stuff. Like, it's heavier, like something that you're either working through or getting out of, you know, like getting out into the crowd when you play this new music, maybe versus your last, or is it all cathartic in its own way? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like for people, what's interesting about us playing is like it's cathartic for other people to yes. hear heavy yep. music, you know. And like, I think every like you know, we grew up in the '90s listening to heavy music, you yes. know, and they were that heavy music was popular music in the '90s, and it still is now. But at a lot of festivals, you know, it's more kind of like whether it's a, you know jam band or bluegrass or electronic, a lot of it is kind of like we're here, let's party, you know. Yes. And that's cool, but like sometimes they're like somebody just taking their fucking beanie off and like headbanging. Maybe that was something cathartic that they didn't even know that they needed but I saw it last know. night and I watched it oh, happen yeah, and I, I didn't know you. that I needed to see that I was like yeah. fucking yes get yeah. it like they were like really killing it and I just wonder that for you guys because of course like there's that elevation you're the nervous excitement whatever and then you're done um we've all worked it out on the dance floor like, is <laughs> yeah. that you know, I mean are you able to work it out through the instrument i guess you know oh yeah i think so i mean we tend to end our sets like rory especially pretty like drenched I mean, <laughs> <laughs> rory's exhausted yeah, yeah. he'll be cold yeah, he might, yeah it might be a little colder but yeah totally. i think it's good yeah. i think it's that kind of mutual exchange of energy of, of live music you know of crowd and musicians i think you want it to be cathartic for you and you know, whether or not it's like the same experience. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we get to do this. You know, I, I've, at least Fuck for myself, yeah. I, I'm grateful I can do it. I can go up there and play music that, you know, we wrote for other people and they can have an experience. That's like fucking insane to me. <laughs> you know, it, to be able to share your art with other people, I think is one of the coolest things on the planet. Like to take something that, is completely from inside your head and make that manifest out into the physical world. That's heavy and dope as fuck. <laughs> and agreed, yeah. to do it with the way that you guys do it, it, it trips me out because I'll see the special on lineups with a bunch of jam bands. And I'm like, okay, why do you think that is? Why do you think you guys have been put there like that is that something that you did intentionally or did the jam band world just kind of take you guys in yeah i think we've just been in that world for a while right you know um i, I think our sound has evolved maybe to get heavier you know but the jam band world has always been pretty open-minded and mm. welcome to and we love playing with other jam bands and that and we kind of get to stand out we talk about like if we played on a metal tour it maybe it's not heavy enough for some of them but i don't know it's a cool scene to be in yeah i agree i, I I think that this particular scene is like 
people are ready to just have experience yeah. hard whatever and when yeah, and when you guys come out it's like a lot of times when you're hearing noodling all day or to 45 minute jams i i love that shit like yeah. I'm, I'm here for it yeah. but when the special comes you're you know you're getting something it's like it's raw. That's that's one reason you guys are one of my favorites because I told you this before. You scratched so many itches in my brain for past influences and just kind of melting genres together. <laughs> and you're like metal, but you're also funny and having fun up there. It fucking comes through every time. Right. It's a you know, it's different. You bring the metal, but it's not like oh pure aggression. I'm gonna like kick you're you in saying. the nuts. Yeah. It's like it's like you can be aggressive and have fun. We need to get this shit out, guys. Mm -hmm. You guys scratch a lot of things in my brain. For I'm gonna nice. kick you in the nuts, and then we're gonna think about why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Then we'll discuss it. Yeah, nice. It's going um, in our bio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Um. All right. I know you guys got to go. Um, where can folks go w w when the album comes out to get like vinyl and stuff like that? Is that a thing? We have a pre-order going for vinyl now. Okay. Yes. Um, which is moving along. It's a yeah. badass like green looking vinyl disc kind of matches the artwork. Dope. Um, and it'll be on all platforms when it drops on the 29th. But lespecial.com? Yeah, lespecial.net is the main website. Okay. Um, and even like with us, it's usually easiest to just go to our Instagram page. You know, it's at lespecial music. We always just, you can, you know, we've got the links in the bio there and we're, we're selling the vinyl through this uh, website called Diggers Factory. And you can, like any post you see with a picture of our vinyl, you can click it and find it. But again, just Google lespecial, the Diggers Factory odd times vinyl is the first thing that comes up right now. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like John said, it's gonna it'll be available everywhere digitally and you can pre-save it or pre-add it too. So So um with this album, what are you most proud of about down the line? Um I think that, you know, it is just an evolution of our sound. I think it's the most co I think it's just one of the strongest sonically sounding things we've ever created. I think musically, production wise, um, individually, collectively. I think it's just kind of the next level for us yeah, congratulations so. on reaching that that's a good thing to be thank able you. to say you know yeah. thank you so much what about you um yeah i would say the same thing it's kind of it scratches a few different itches um it was fun to make a heavy record really kind of some in-your-face riffs but then some cerebral moments hopefully um and uh yeah recording it all in one place was cool on the last record was kind of done in a lot of studios yeah. so dave had a hell of a time mixing it and kind of wrangling it so this was all done you know the same microphones in our studio More and uh, so he yeah. really was he's really proud of this one sonic he thinks it, yeah he thinks it's way more dialed than yeah. the last one dope all right let's hear it yeah i mean to right. add to all that specifically working with someone like dave on heavier music as a drummer and getting to be a little produced a little bit and get kind of prodded along in one area and maybe you know yeah maybe don't go down that road there <laughs> don't yeah. do that do more of this less of that um, it was definitely a new experience for me because it's usually just the three of us in there with somebody hitting record, but he was actually able to, um, you know, meet us in more of a producer role rather than just an, yeah, really? and make good suggestions, do like, you know, mock demos of things that we might have been trying one, one day and then approach it another couple days later with a new outlook or a new approach, you know. I feel like yeah. that would help you just be better overall. Yeah. If, you're, yeah, if, you're, if you're willing to take the shit from them because I feel I feel like if you're playing something you're playing it because you felt it and somebody tells you well maybe don't do that yeah it's tough but if you, I guess you you're in that space you're allowing them to 
give you the it's all constructive right yeah. right right not, they're not being a dick yeah for sure all, we respect him so much musically um that it was great to have like a fourth opinion in there oh yeah, um, yeah. to kind of help right. shape it and guide it the, the song they live is a great song that luke wrote that uh the demo was and how we were playing it was a little different than how it ended up because dave was like what if you repeated this part what if you slowed this part down and we're like, oh, here's this metal guitarist like helping us shape yeah. this tune, and and we like how it turned out. Oh, that's sick! I right can't, on. I can't wait till the album comes out. Thanks, you guys. You guys are, yeah, and just to add on that too, because I was actually gonna say the same with "They Live." You know, that's one you'll you'll hear tonight. We've only played it live three times, I think. So, Yay! So they'll be treat. the fourth. You get and um and everyone will hear it. Yeah, on the 29th. But it was like he gave us a great bit of you know like um of like feedback on it when we sent over the demo. He's like, he's like, just slow it down. He's like, everything sound heavier slower and so we would and it wow, was, that was just like true. a simple little thing where space. you're just like oh that's a great idea and add like, some space into exactly. your playing yeah right totally. on. and you think of all like he plays a lot of thrash metal and it's almost inspired, like there's pantera and metallic and a lot of that's yeah. fast but they also have those slow halftime kind of chugging oh, yeah. grooves mm -hmm. and it's hard now to play that song <laughs> like slower live i'm finding but um yeah we're just i'm i'm uh, you know used to it fast but it, it was just a cool you know, piece of advice. And anytime you get to work with somebody different, you get to pick that up. But yeah, like these guys said, it was a really cool experience working with Dave on this for right sure. On. Super, Kudos to being able stoked. to still be elevated after all these years of being together, yeah, yeah. you know, like having somebody come in and just pointing a couple little things out to bring, bring you up. Like Definitely. pretty sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I, I just say one last thing. Thank you. Cause you guys always just, kill it with the merch too what's special has some of the dopest nice. merch i agree it's kind of true. The, the hat your brother was wearing yeah, earlier was i hadn't the, seen the that yet i was like i know it's a good one right <laughs> guys thank, thank you. you thank you for spending time with us oh, oh thank you guys for thoughtful awesome questions we appreciate you guys yeah <laughs> all right love you guys yeah hell yeah what's special man and they ended up tearing it up and what were we doing when interviewing eggy Oh, yeah, there was right. no way we, we could, were that that was it what, was like us turning down something to interview, you know, like turning yeah. down um, the specials interview to go see whatever was on. Right. We, we that, had to keep that it was real. another one of my favorite moments. I got to throw in there was Sunday night after Goose. La Special and Aggie were they're they're having to hit the road and get out of there. And they're all hanging together by the Ferris wheel and I happen to walk by. Oh and shit! Got and hung out with them for a while during uh, Pretty Lights. Or, I'm sorry, no, that was yeah, that was Saturday night. That was Pretty Lights. Yeah, because you they, and I got you yeah, and me and Mel got separated. They had stayed for part of yeah, yeah. I bailed out of the front. I kind of, but I ended up hanging out with them, and I kind of played it off. I was like, didn't get to see you guys because we were interviewing Aggie. Thanks a lot, Jake. <laughs> they're, they're like standing there, like we were having fun messing around, but it was really cool to see those guys. I know. And you got a shout out from the stage from, from the special and everything. Yeah. Played a Primus song because we'd asked what well, you just heard. We asked why, you know, a lot of times bands don't do covers when they do a festival set. So they broke tradition and they played a Primus song and thank you guys. Yeah, man. Um, the special is very, very special to no simple road. And, when I saw that they were on the lineup for Cascade, I was like, oh, shit. I know we got to talk to those guys, man. So in keeping it in the uh, theme, that's the word I'm looking for, <laughs> in the theme of the variety of music at Cascade Equinox this year, we sat down and we talked with Small Million. That was such a fun interview. We, it was like another unexpected treasure. Definitely. And I knew... 
very little about Small Million before Cascade Equinox. Yes. And now they have, I know. A place I in say, our hearts. And three more fans. Yep. And um, I am sure that if you go down the rabbit hole with them, you will be a fan of theirs as well. This is so this is like the spectrum of music a little bit here that was at the festival. You know, you've got the special with the hard edge and the, you know, thrumping bass. And then you've got small million here with beautiful vocals and soaring guitar lines and just beautiful music. Yeah. So we're going to get you to our little chat here with small million. Here we go. Feel it? Did you feel us take the picture? I felt the power. It was it was amazing. We are here at Cascade Equinox Festival with Small Million. Hello, greetings. Hello. We're so happy to be here. Why don't you introduce yourselves to everybody that's listening? Sure. I'm Malachi Graham. Uh, I I sing in Small Million. And I'm Ryan Linder. I help write music. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me, um, when you got booked for this festival. What was the thing that made you want to come here? Besides the money. (laughs) 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 Uh, Well, when we heard like some of the other acts that they were bringing in, we got a sense of what this festival was going to be. And I think we were both really stoked. Like, I think um, just hearing about who some of the headliners were, I think both of us have been really hoping for a festival like this to come to Oregon. Um, And Ryan can speak to that to sort of his musical background. Yeah, let's hear it. No, totally. Like sharing the stage with, uh, because I think they even said in the email, like, oh, you could open the main stage with uh, Emancipator, Fandagram, Big Wild. I was like, whoa. We're like, we're in, we're in. (laughs) Say no more. We'll do it. We'll do it. So exciting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're just big fans of the other acts playing, basically. And then we knew that the festival organizers have a great track record with like Mm -hmm. other cool festivals. And we were like, just really excited for something like that to come to Oregon because it's been a while. So yeah. now that you've been here and you've done your thing, what was the experience like? Exciting. <laughs> it was a lot. It was it, you know, so many moving parts, like a massive crew. So the, it, yeah, a lot of adrenaline, um, yeah, fun as well. But uh, you know, 
yeah it's great it's great it was exciting it was a it was a really cool step for us just like the stage and the caliber of the crew and Mm. um just so much fun to to get to be a part of this giant moving machine and then make some make some noise and then i think we were also really excited to go first on the main stage and then just get to like see everything else going on and get to kind of have an appreciation for the behind the scenes of how a festival is run. Mm. Um, Cause then when you see the bigger and bigger acts on the stages, it's just, yeah, there's, yeah. there's the mind blowing element just as an audience member, but then getting to have the additional perspective of like, Oh, oh yeah, that's how they're doing that. That's how they're doing those changeovers yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I want to, I want to ask, how do you prepare for a festival like this? So you, you know, if you're going on your own tour or whatever, yeah. but versus something like this yeah. where you're excited to be part of it, maybe you want to bring an element to whatever cascade Equinox means yeah. to you. Like, how do you prepare? Mm. I mean, it, it kind of discussed a little bit of, uh, our, what I'm about to answer in your question, but we did a mini tour right before this. So like practicing the songs over and over, but the set was 75 minutes. So we're adding in extra songs. The length of, yeah, the length of a festival set is a lot longer than what we would normally do on tour, which is fun. We got to actually dig up some songs that we haven't played from our earlier records, which was great. Reorchestrate them, really think about what was going to be fun for people in a live setting. So like lots of electric guitars are in Mm -hmm. kind of our newer sound. And so revisiting older material with newer instrumentation was great. Um, and then, yeah, trying to build flow. Like I think our favorite, um, festival sets are one where you're just really immersed in Mm -hmm. the music from start to finish and it's it's a little different you know we play sort of more intimate venues um we're you know played at like knitting factory in la and then doug fur in portland is sort of the scale but it's just really different playing for 300 people versus on a stage of this size um and so it's a little bit less of that like intimate talking and a little bit more like, let's keep the flow going. Um, So yeah, developing the song to song sort of interludes and stuff like that. It was a different process, yeah. And then a marathon playing for 75 minutes. Are you thinking about it more like in terms of when you're playing a show like The Knitting Factory or The Doug Fur, you're playing your set and then you're done. Sorry, for something like this, is it more like you're trying to create an experience for people? Yeah, I mean, ideally, create an experience for both scenarios, mm. but the experience is is a little bit different because you're like you're thinking about, well, one, like if we start playing, and you know people are still getting into the festivals, like how do we stack it so that the the experience yes. builds yeah. and yeah has these climaxes, I guess, mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like yeah, well because it's a festival, put some heavy, the heavier songs in a chunk towards the end. Um, Yeah, yeah, both Mm -hmm. experiences, but curating it a little bit differently. Right. Yeah. How do you communicate that when you're on stage and it's happening in the moment with Mm -hmm. each other? It's it's a lot about the song selection in advance. I think it's about building that set list mm. and then yeah. being prepared yeah. and then just thinking through that order of like, okay, this is going to be where people are maybe hearing us from their tents as they're setting up, you know, and then yeah. this is going to be the part where Draws you know, in. more people mm. show up and it's hitting kind of heavier. And then I think once, once we build that kind of structure, then it's just about riding the wave together when you're actually up there. Wow. I'm also curious too, because you like started out as like a duo, correct? And then you've yeah. recently grown, and I'm just curious who who else is in the band. 
Yeah, so we, Ryan and I started this project together and it's been really based on our kind of collaborative songwriting, but the biggest joy for both of us has been adding um, Kale Chesney on bass and live harmonies and Ben Tyler on drums, who are just two people we really admired from the Portland music scene. Um, oh my gosh, live shows are so much more fun now. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like night and day, I mean. <laughs> completely different ball. It's just, that, that, that's what we're excited about too discovering a new Portland band that we now know because we got in late yesterday missed oh, yeah. your set yeah. so no, but we know we're going to be able to catch you in Portland in the near future so. yes definitely what was the you said it started with you two yeah. you know as a songwriting thing what was before that like how did that even come to be uh, I moved to Portland however many years ago 10 years ago something like that 11 and 11 years ago thank you and from? from LA okay. uh, and then um, I was play, playing music down there when I moved up I was like oh, I want to find a collaborator and you know was experimenting with different people around town but uh, nothing was really clicking and then by complete chance do you guys know Holocene in Portland yeah we met randomly at Holocene on, on a like, dance night yeah. Oh, like wow. Our friend group started talking to each other. No one else was there. It was like a dead, yeah. empty dance night. It was <laughs> yeah. my friends and his friends. Yeah. Like, oh, you make music, you make music. Um, and then. But at that point, I was like a folk and Americana musician. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. that's my background is yeah. sort of like, yeah, folk music and playing an archtop guitar at like singing my sad songs at dive bars. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then you were making different kinds of music at that point. Yeah, totally. Like a little electronic elements, but more almost kind of psychedelic rock maybe or something like that. Okay. I, I don't know exactly how to describe it. But but we had really different taste in music yes. too and like what we listened to. Yeah. And then, yeah, we just started kind of, he came to yeah. some tiny show I was playing yeah. and was like, maybe we should try this. And yeah. so Because her voice is incredible. Yeah. yeah. So Gotta say. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Pretty guys. amazing. Thanks, yeah, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. After playing a stage that big, mm-hmm. and you like, okay, it's done. You've got your equipment off mm. the stage. Describe to me the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> We're so tired. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like. Oh yeah. Like elation, like so. It was so exciting. And then I think as soon as we had loaded up the car of the gear, all of us were like. <laughs> yeah, exhausted because you have so much adrenaline and yeah. it's just like pushing, 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 pushing. Yeah. And then, yeah, you get off the stage and you're filled with joy and then you crash for a little bit. And then, then you have to like, lift a lot of stuff yeah. as an indie band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you you use the last of that adrenaline to like bring all your gear back to your hotel the room. In the hotel. Yeah. 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 And then it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we're like, how do we? Get but we revved back up last night. It was great. Yeah, yeah, like just being around. The, it was so fun. To like take our little nap break, and but then getting to come back to the festival and see Fantagram and like eat some food and just yeah. like that is great. That feels like such a gift. I think a lot of times when you play a festival like this, it's like you don't get the wind down to enjoy mm. it. And so yeah. we're really excited to have this day off today too, and like just get to be here and experiencing it because it's like the best of both. You get to be the artist and the audience. So you get to enjoy it. So are you here tomorrow too? Or it looks like you guys are getting ready For to play bit, Boise yeah. in Seattle? We're playing, yeah, and- we're playing Boise in Seattle a little bit later this fall, but um, uh, yeah, like we get to, we'll soak in a little bit tomorrow and then yeah, head yeah. home. The last night was a lot of fun. What was the standouts for both of you for last night? Fantagram 
for me was uh, one of the major standouts. And then so um, just going to, I guess, what was it, Tilt Stage? We just mm -hmm. danced a bunch after. And yeah. Um, yeah, Big Wild was great too. I mean, that was so was great. Awesome. It's just really, yeah, it was great to see Big Wild because, like, I haven't seen them in Portland. They're always going off and playing these, like, giant festivals. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. We get to see them. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It was all. It feels really good to, like, have this festival here right like the the yeah. portland music scene is really well represented in a way that i've not seen mm. before mm -hmm. like it's not just portland jam band stuff it's yeah. not just portland folk stuff or edm it's all of it is mm. here and mm -hmm. represented with in my opinion the best artists you guys kind of feel the same way i'm so impressed totally. with this lineup yeah i really love it's not exactly a genre focus it's more just like great music across genre which is sort of how i listen mm -hmm. to like it's i get to wander from stages like i'm here from camp i'm hearing like some guy playing amazing stuff on an acoustic guitar with this like grizzly country voice who was that that was great <laughs> it was this morning um and then uh like hearing um was hearing pretty lights like sound checking on the main stage this morning just like this is so surreal yeah, yeah. eclectic it's, it's eclectic and i do surreal. really appreciate the number of like local oregon acts that they booked and brought in like i yeah. think that is so that speaks so well to their kind of mission with this mm -hmm. festival um that it's you know the best from all over but with a really like local focus to the abundance that we have here so What's coming up for you guys besides the shows? Are you writing new music? Are you coming out with new albums? Have you released anything amazing lately that you <laughs> want to tell people about? Well, we just put out our brand new album, which we're so excited about. Thank you. Um, it's yeah. called Passenger, and we just put it out. It's our first time on vinyl. Oh, shit. Um, right on. I'm really That's happy with it. It's yeah. to see that and to see your name and like yeah. something physical. That, yeah, something tangible totally. for all of that effort. Yeah. It's it's phenomenal, and we're stoked. I mean, the the I think we're 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 both really proud of it. Um, the music certainly, but the um, the cover is just this work of art that we got to collaborate on with this incredible painter in England, um, Olivia Bober, um, and uh, we have just. Uh, been so excited for it to be out so yeah. we're kind and of oh yeah go ahead with uh tender loving empire they helped with the uh what are they what do you call the inner the sleeves the design and yeah, yeah the and the design yeah yeah shout out to Ava. yeah <laughs> amazing where where can people go to get it um that is available uh online through tender loving empire our great record label uh or Bandcamp, and then in stores someone sent me a picture of it uh, in some record stores in Portland. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Okay. Someone sent me a picture of it at Everyday Music. So. All right. I have I have a, a odd question. Mm -hmm. And obviously, like, we know number one hit will be the answer, but let's not, <laughs> not do that. <laughs> if you had like a magic wand and you could make anything happen for Small Million that you wanted, wow. besides like you know playing a show on the moon or whatever. <laughs> Uh, You're taking away my moon show? Yeah, yeah no moon show. <laughs> what would it be? No moon show. No moon show. Not the moon. You could just drop the mic and walk out. Yeah. <laughs> I am asking for the moon today. Um, okay. That's a really good question. It would be awesome for as many people to hear it, hear the music as uh, possible. <laughs> That would okay. be really nice. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is what a sweet bar. Um um Yeah, I think like more um 
getting to play on stages where we can have the kind of full production that we mm. dream of. Um, so not quite the moon, but like Red this, Rocks. Red Rocks is actually that one that came to mind. Awesome. No, I mean, you were saying moon and I was like, not quite moon, but moon Kinda. adjacent. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, exactly. Just like a venue, I think a really... Um, you know, a psychedelic experience of playing music where you just get to be fully in it with people in a in a really immersive environment. And that's what we go for in our own little way. But I think my reach would be um, mm. how leveled to, up. Yeah, that leveled, leveled up production. Up, yeah. Wow. Ryan, you Good said, um, you know, that you want as many people to hear it. What yeah. is it that you're wanting them to hear? Like, what is the mm. core of Small Million or like, when they, you know, like if you open up um, an apple cinnamon candle, mm. you have a certain smell, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So what, what is, is small million what is smell cracking, like? Cracking open that tender I loving guess. empire album. What is that like? You know. Um. <laughs> well, that's a great question. So good. From the art through the music to provide uh, some form of in an ideal world like catharsis. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. To like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what we get out of music that we listen to, to if we could provide that experience, like a cinematic experience yes. too, I think. Yeah. So maybe a yeah. little bit of an escape too. Yeah, 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 totally. Like a theatrical yeah. way to listen to music. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I totally, yeah. I totally agree. I think, and what we go for in the writing process, and we have been writing new music. Okay. Um, uh, we are yeah we're chasing that feeling for ourselves like we never want to write something that's just like yeah okay that's catchy like it's there's a deeper feeling we're going for i feel like that's something that ryan has really shown me through music that he loves and you can achieve that through certainly like production chord progressions like there's this feeling in your stomach you can get there's also certain lyrics that'll really hit that Mm -hmm. and i think ryan is an amazing um producer and an amazing editor in the sense that when something is not like not quite there we're willing to leave it behind in the pursuit of that it's really hard kill your darlings yeah yeah you gotta kill your darlings but so (laughs) it's like oh this is good but it's just not like it's interesting in this way but it's not i think our production is very driven by that feeling that he's talking about actually and it starts from like are we feeling this and i think that's how you get to um that's how you get to performance and recorded music that is gripping um, some different part of the soul. I think Aww. that's what we're going for. Yes. You know, I love, I love that because I felt that I, you know, yeah. like you want to share. This is what I think. <laughs> some, you know, musicians, performers, you really have to believe in yourself. Yeah. You have to believe in what you're saying is important or true or worthy Mm -hmm. or funny enough or whatever the way, but you really do. So you're putting yourself out on the limb to say, Hey, look at me. Mm. And then, all right, we're all looking now. What? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, um, hold on. Like you have to be ready. And that's when you have to get past that imposter syndrome thing. You have to, that's what I was going to go back to. Like the belief in the self, you really have to believe. And cause that's what, pushes you through anyway totally. you're like no like they're gonna like it i yeah. want to share it i yeah. want to so just first of all kudos to de- getting to that level Thank of you. being a creator mm. to be able to put yourself on the line like mm-hmm. that and then also like are there barriers to getting to that place for you mm. still in this process because now that you've been a band for a while yeah. and creators for a while is it still continuing in different forms yeah i think what that come 
what comes to my mind is that it always will, I think, feel like a, a contradiction of feeling uh, confident about the music. I'm like, oh, we can do this, but then also in very insecure <laughs> and Dude. the uh, imposter syndrome I don't think goes away at least for mm-hmm. yeah 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 you oscillate back and forth you have between to the know two. how to put it in check yeah 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 I think for me too some of that um, yeah I just love what you're saying I think um, balancing that comes a lot into almost a, a spiritual de-egoing process where you're like I'm I have something to share but it's not just mine I'm pulling it from something collective and like how can how can we channel feelings that everyone is feeling and like put that out and that makes it a lot easier to be up on stage being like listen to me sing is like yeah. I, you're not listening to like we are helping all of us feel something like we're more of a conduit than a star you know I think yeah. that's a feeling of like how can we as people just be helping create a feeling that helps us all feel something that's a mic drop right there that was yeah. beautifully said thank you beautifully said and that's why she's shift, the lyricist yeah. Yeah. well shifting that focus is really all that it took too like well, I'm not gonna see it that way you yes. can't minimize it by saying all that it that's, well no that's like but the, the part of the the mind is so important is what I wanted to underscore uh, here is that like we can literally talk ourselves into or out of those like exaggerated wild dreams and make them mm. possible you know we can talk ourselves into it or out of it the yeah, same way totally and so that's that's what i i meant well, about it and it's yeah. like you have to learn how to, back to putting it in check that yeah. that part of ourselves that's like no or wants to be small or wants mm. to close that conduit no. down yes. like no i'm i'm not going to be delivering yeah. this message that's not fair yeah no absolutely. yeah absolutely. no i think too that like it's important to remember that I'll preface this by saying through the life of No Simple Road, we've talked to a lot of musicians and I've I've learned that every one of them deals with the same thing that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're Billy Strings or Pretty Lights or Mm -hmm. whatever. You're dealing with the same human condition and feelings and thoughts in yourself that everybody else is. And I was under the misconception prior to doing this that those people didn't have that yeah that that was absent and that's why they were who they are and that's it's actually (laughs) it's actually the opposite is true yeah it's they had that have it still Mm -hmm. and are able to push past to allow that thing to come through Mm -hmm. so that we can have a collective experience together and that's why i think star and celebrity is valid i really do i think that being a star or or saying that somebody is it's because they have a supernatural thing in them that supersedes that human condition you were talking about Mm -hmm. that keeps us stuck they have the desire the talent all of that funkiness and they still do it Mm -hmm. and and that's one reason why you should support your local musicians. Yeah. It, Seriously. Yeah, man. Like, I mean Amen. it from the bottom of my heart because you don't know that that act of kindness or just that coming to the show can really just spark some kind of inspiration to channel a whole new project or a whole new, a, like, soundscape for, for just by you being a kind, generous friend, like, or showing up. And so that yeah. that's, that's what I want to say. Support your local musicians because they are really making soundtracks for our lives yep yeah and even if it's not your cup of tea Mm. they're still doing it for the people that are and you should support that because then 
all boats rise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the Portland music scene is a really amazing, yes. it's, just it's amazing so at this. And like, yes. I'm just thinking about how we've grown from playing like basement house shows 10 years ago to like where we are now and like hopefully going forward. But um, yeah, just the people like other, not just there's friends, there's the rest of the music community. Musicians go to each other's shows. Um, just the ways that people show up for each other and are really open hearted and generous in their support. And it doesn't feel like anyone's star rising is like taking away from anyone no. else. Yeah. I think it's a really collaborative music city. And I think um, people are just so supportive of each other. Hey, podcast world, why don't you take a note? Well, the, and then that, I was going to ask about that. What do you think of the port? Because we moved uh, seven years ago to Portland and we've mm. been blown away by how every band person is like the other band's biggest cheerleaders. Yeah. And they're so, and you see like one of them open for one the next time they're opening for the, you know, support, supporting, not yeah. opening, mm -hmm. supporting. And it's just amazing the Portland scene and you're all part of that. I'm, I'm wondering, uh, because it's not on tour dates yet, but I'm sure you got stuff coming up in Portland soon because yeah. we really want to yeah, come, come see you. you guys play. <laughs> we just had the time of our lives playing at the Doug Fur. Um, for, Such a cool room. It was amazing. Yeah, so September 9th, I guess. We were playing there for our album release show, which was um, just, a, it was fantastic. Um, I've grown up going to shows there and it's the last month that it's open before it moves. The Doug Fur Lounge is moving. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. Um, um, so it was really special to get to play in that room for maybe the last time. Uh -huh. um, but uh, there will be more, yeah, more Portland shows probably next next spring. But keep, keep us posted. We'll definitely, sure. we definitely will. So before we go, um, I mean, doing what you do is difficult. It's not easy. I mean, we just talked a little bit about having to get over yourself to mm -hmm. do it, even mm -hmm. in the first place. But I would think that the reason that you do it, the reason that we do what we do is because there was a time, there was something that happened that made us fall in love with music. Mm. And I know like for me, it was going to my first Grateful Dead show back in the day. That was the day that everything changed. And I was like, I want to do something with this mm -hmm. always, forever. I want to be here. Is there a time that you can think of or something that you can remember that was that for you? I used to go to a lot of, uh, there's this band called Arx Bandits. They're from, I think they're from Seal Beach. They make, I don't even know how to describe it, but I was like music. my first, yeah, they make music, yeah. <laughs> my first concert going experience and I followed them for a really long time and um, that was incredibly inspiring. I think in just like listening to music as a young kid from, you know, the music that your parents expose you to. right and whatnot, and then ultimately getting to a point where I was like, oh, I, I feel so inspired to try and do this myself and mm. experiment with that. Does that? That's a great answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's perfect. It's totally. cumulative. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There we go. There yeah. wasn't one watershed. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a snowball of like, gotta, gotta do this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel similarly. I think for me it was probably more um, like intimate folk shows, um, like seeing like songwriters one-on-one -on -one who were really like, especially just, yeah, with phenomenal specific lyrics. I feel like as a teenager, I saw a couple of those and was like, wait a second. You can They're, make people feel stuff. You can make people feel stuff with an interesting string of words in a melody. What? 
like okay yeah absolutely so yeah that's my that's my story well i i love it i'm impressed yeah by the two of you and and the band as well but we didn't get to see the band but just um you two are really doing some beautiful things for not only for the scene but remember like the more we expand ourselves and make ourselves feel good like and are good and you're on stage you're emanating that and and i just feel it in the interview oh, and yeah, so big time. yeah i just wanted to acknowledge it because sometimes like magical moments happen and we we feel it but we don't acknowledge it we in the moment and so i just want to say that because this is the time to happen like the equinox and all of these we're all literally intentionally here right now it, at, in this space and I think that stands for something you know and especially what you all came to do and share with the festival community so thank you and I'm yeah. super excited and if you guys want to come over when you're in Portland to the Hit house we would yeah. love it we're gonna we stay in touch it. and then do all the listeners and yourselves and us a favor let them know where they can where they can look you up and follow like you social on media socials and all that yeah well first of all thank you so much that's really amazing um yeah, we're Small Million. We can be found at smallmillion.com on all the streaming platforms, on Instagram, etc. cetera. Uh, and just, uh, yeah, come to a show and say hi. And, and shout out real quick again to Ben, who drums with us. He has his other project, Small Skies, and Kale, who does harmonies and uh, plays bass, has their project, Low Pony, and then Nuri, our sound guy, has his project Ghost Feet. Speaking of what you were talking about, with all the amazing everyone, Portland bands, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So go check them out it's too. Just like the number <laughs> yeah. of hats that people wear, yeah. yeah. You have homework. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You're gonna love all those bands. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Small Million, for hanging out with us. If if you aren't familiar with them, you you are now. Yeah. And if you were at Cascade and you didn't get to check them out, I'm sorry, we didn't either. Yeah. We. You know what? We got there. As they were performing yeah, yeah. and we had so much to like find out where we we're going to interview people and find yeah, like just getting it the whole thing. We're starving like everything. Uh, but we heard them in the background and they were incredible. And then when we spoke with them, we realized we were speaking to some really sweet, angelic people that are just doing their thing. Yeah, man. And we and we know we're going to get to see as soon as, as soon as you mentioned their interview i had to go to their site immediately to see what dates they've announced but they're they're gonna they're gonna be playing here soon but no announcement yet they're, okay yeah if you're in boise idaho they're gonna be there november 4th they're in brooklyn new york cambridge massachusetts in november and then heading back here to seattle from december 9th so something should be coming up soon so we can come cheer you guys on all right. And so, I, well, I have, um, you have any closing thoughts? I do. I have a little poem that I wrote about uh, Cascade Equinox that I want to read. All right. It's called Cascade Equinox. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a creative <laughs> title. It's really creative. It's, it's a working title. Right. <laughs> Gathering together, sharing our harvests and stories that make up our lives, taking time together to have new experiences together. During the equinox, there is a balance, an opportunity to use life's stability to our advantage. Make no mistake, our shared time is special. Our energy localized in one location and space and time is nurturing to one another and to the earth. Who are you? May we take the time and give the attention to listen. The are, you are you listening? Are you listening?
everyone is listening. You can't be listening if you're talking. I just asked if you were listening. I just dropped a bomb. <laughs> I mean, I did listen. <laughs> That's really beautiful, babe. Thank you for reading. You have that. a way of cutting off <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> you really do. I you know what? We gotta keep the keep the show rolling. Um everybody, thanks for hanging out with us today. And uh remember, we will be back Friday with our final installment from Cascade Equinox. Um we have an interview with Eggy. Yes. And some more fun and shenanigans for you. Do we have anything else that I'm forgetting? No, there might be some other clippets or something, but that's the, Oh, we have an um, interview. interview with the nest. That's right. If you were at cascade and you walked by that big, beautiful area that was called the nest with the Phoenix in front of it, the artist that put that nest together, we were able to, walk over and randomly he was in the nest and <laughs> it was Sunday. It was rainy. It was one of those places that didn't have a cover. So not a lot of people were there, but it was like decorated so beautifully. And there was an altar and herbs and candles and stones and flowers and, and all within this gorgeous nest. And he is a nest maker. So we had the opportunity to, uh, well, we didn't sit down, but we stood up and talked to the artist. So you will get that installment on Friday as well as that interview with Eggy. All right, everybody. So until then, take care of each other. Smile at a stranger. Safety third. Hydrate. And hopefully if you're listening to this and you haven't been to, Ca you were not at Cascade Equinox, you're really going to want to go next year. Mm -hmm. And if you were there, this is bringing back the tingles and the smiles. Amen. All right, Apple. So, everybody, we'll see you next week. We love y'all. Peace. What up, NSR fam? Aaron, Apple Mel, it's Sean from Long Strange Putt. Um, just giving you a ring to give a little Cascade review. Um, had a freaking blast with you guys. Cam and all my homies coming out. and um, It was just such a well-run festival. Didn't really know what to expect for a first-year festival going in. Um, it was pretty small, which was nice, but just everything in general was just super easy. Like camping, no lines for really anything. The food was incredible. Um, and first time seeing pretty lights getting swirled. So I had a blast and I uh, hope you guys did too. I'm looking forward to going back year two. All right, see you guys.
Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.